Hey everybody, welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I am your host, Austin Gerke. Happy Wednesday to you guys. It's a headline Wednesday. Uh, Before I get started with the show, uh, for all the listeners in Florida, especially West Central Florida, like Tampa, Fort Myers, and all those in that area, stay safe. This hurricane's going to bear down on you very fast. If you're listening... um, either on a desktop or on your phones or anywhere in your, that area to avoid the storm. Greatly appreciate it. I'm going to do my best to give you guys some sort of entertainment or some sort of laugh in a dark situation for you guys. But today is Headline Wednesday. I'm going to just read the top headlines or at least give you the top headlines on the ESPN app, give you guys the playoff picture for Major League Baseball and I'll get you guys out of here. So, again, another short, another hopefully short show for you guys. Or not hopefully, but a short show for you guys. Quick, out of here, no problem, no intentions. So let's go ahead and get this thing started. Let's start with the baseball picks. Again, only playoff implication games. As far as what happened last night, the Yankees have clinched the AL East. They also clinched a first-round bye, so the worst-case scenario is they will be the two-seed heading into the playoffs, and the first playoff game for the Yankees won't be until October 11th. Uh, Houston can lock in the number one seed tonight with a win over the Diamondbacks. I believe that's who they're playing today. Uh, as far as the American League wild card is concerned, Tampa Bay's magic number is down to four. Toronto's magic number is down to two, so they need a win and an Orioles loss. And otherwise, that's pretty much the playoff implications on the American League side. In the National League side, we have a dead heat for the NL East. It is a tie between the Braves and the Mets. So whoever loses out on that race for that division will get to be the four seed. That is known for certain. And the Cardinals, due to their win last night over the Brewers, have now locked up the NL Central and the number three seed in the National League playoffs. So they're going to be playing in a wild card series. The Guardians, after clinching the AL Central on Sunday afternoon, will be the three seed. So as you can see, the baseball side of things is starting to clear up a little bit. As far as the games today, let's go ahead and open up the MLB app. Hopefully my phone can go a little quicker today. Or at least it's... There we go. Let's go ahead and get to the games tonight. Of course, Yankees, Blue Jays, for two reasons. One, actually three if you want, Garrett Cole, even though... He's not considered a Cy Young contender, and quite frankly, after you lead the league in home runs as a pitcher, giving up the amount of home runs he's given up this season, not really a Cy Young candidate, but still, when your ace is on the hill and it's probably going to be his second-to-last start of the year, there's there's a third reason. The first reason, obviously, is the home run is the playoff implications for Toronto, Remember, the Blue Jays need a win and an Orioles loss in order to clinch a playoff berth tonight. And then the third reason, same reason it's been all week, 
Aaron Judge looking to tie Roger Maris for 61 home runs in a single season, which not only would tie him for the Yankee record, but the American League record as well. And for all my baseball people that say 61 is the clean record, you may be right, but unfortunately Barry Bonds did hit 73, and you can't quite get rid of that number. You can put an asterisk on it all you want, but it still happened. You know, that 2001 season where Barry hit 73 home runs, that memory will never go away. So you can put an asterisk on it all you want, but it's it's not going away anytime soon. Anyway, Yankees, Blue Jays, that's game number one. Game number two, Guardians and the Rays. The Rays, again, their magic number to clinch a playoff berth is four. So they can't clinch one tonight, but they can get one step closer if they win again. They won last night in extra innings over the Guardians, which got that magic number down to four. So we got Guardians and Rays is game number two. Game number three, Braves-Nationals. That's more of the NL East side of it. Remember, it's a dead heat right now, and I still believe I said it. After the All-Star break with the Mulligans, I still believe the Mets can win the NL East. I know they don't. I know their offense has been slumping every once in a while. They did get swept by the Cubs earlier this month, but I do believe the Mets can still win the NL East, even though the Braves have Kyle Wright, who is the first 20-game winner of the season, and they've got plenty of pitching talent. At Atlanta as well, but I'm sorry, but you have a two-headed monster instead of a collective group. You know, all right, fine. I'll still take the Mets to win the NL East. But anyway, Braves-Nationals, game number three. Game number four, speaking of the Mets, they take on the Marlins tonight. I wonder if Alcantara's pitching your eventual um, NL. Okay, no, he's not. So Alcantara is not pitching tonight. You're likely an Al Cy Young Award winner. So that's game number three, or game number four. Game number five is we're gonna go a lot. We're gonna go west here. Let's see what's left. The Astros and the D-backs again. The Astros can clinch. I know their magic number's at two, but there is one part of that equation that uh, even Major League Baseball, even myself, forget to include. But if a team has the head-to-head tiebreaker and clinch that, which Houston did clinch the tiebreaker for the head-to-head matchup with the Yankees, which is the only team that can really catch the Astros for the number one seed in the American League... The Astros did take five of seven in the season series this year. So really the magic number for the Astros is one. That's why I say the Astros will win tonight. I want to see if Verlander's on the hill for that game. Uh, should be. Yes, he is. So Justin Verlander, the ERA leader at 182, he's on the hill tonight against Zach Gallen. Now, 
Let's see, Zach Gallon's got a 246. So this will be a low-scoring game, but I think it'll be the day where the Astros will clinch the home field advantage in the American League. And the American League side of it will be decided tonight. So again, the games tonight, all playoff implications go as follows. Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, Guardians, Braves, Nationals, Mets, Marlins, the Astros, and the D-backs. And then for the sixth game, just for good measure, I'll go with the... Well, no, there are only five on because all these other ones don't mean much. Yeah, so the five... Yeah, again, the five games... Yeah, I'll go with five because I've been trying to think as to which ones. But five, Yankees-Blue Jays game number one. Rays-Guardians game number two. Braves-Nationals game number three. Mets-Marlins game number four. And the Astros and the D-backs game number five. So those are your five games to watch today, all of which include playoff implications and the playoff picture itself, especially in the American League, might become a little bit clearer after tonight. With that, let's go ahead into the top headlines for today. Because today is Headline Wednesday. Let's go ahead, jump these through. Let's go through this right now. Yeah, let's just... Uh, you know, I started this show off with Florida uh, and all those people that are dealing with the hurricane right now. The NFL has a contingency plan in place for the Sunday night game between the Bucks and the Chiefs. Uh, Minneapolis will become the temporary host city if the game has to get relocated. Uh, let's see, the NFL selected U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis as the contingency site for Sunday night's game between the Chiefs and the Bucks. League Executive VP Jeff Miller confirmed Wednesday. As of now, the game remains scheduled for Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. The Bucks, however, have evacuated the area because of effects from Hurricane Ian's landfall. U.S. Bank Stadium is available because the Vikings will be in London to play the Saints, which, by the way, is an early, you know, as an early pick for you guys, I'm going to go with the Vikings to win that one because the Saints just look bad. But either way, uh, Miller offered no timetable or deadline to making the decision but pledged that the league will not do anything to negatively impact public safety efforts. In the affected areas, he did say that if the game is moved, it would be played Sunday night rather than day or two later, which, duh, it should be. It's Sunday night, not Sunday afternoon, not Monday night, not even Tuesday night, which the league has done before. But, you know, that's that's one headline. So the NFL does have a contingency plan if, if this hurricane, if Hurricane Ian does cause too much damage to the Tampa area. So there is a contingency plan in place. Baseball has a contingency plan in case uh, the hurricane affects Atlanta for the Mets and the Braves this weekend. 
So there is, you know, these leagues, for as nuts as I've made fun of them over the summer for all their little plans during COVID, you know, these weather contingency plans, especially for the hurricanes and natural disasters, they've actually been really good about that. So boy to the NFL and even Major League Baseball as well. Uh, let's go to the other ones. Let's see. Uh, Joey Bosa to have surgery. He'll be on the IR. I want to see what it's for because if Joey Bosa's out for the season or at least a significant portion of time, then the Chargers season practically might be over. I know they're one and two, but if you don't have Joey Bosa, no more Melvin Ingram anymore. Uh, the Chargers, for as much talent as they have, they just can't stay healthy. And even if they have a guy who guts it out, like Herbert did on Sunday, they just get blown out by a team they should have beaten going away. But let's see. Uh, Chargers, edge rusher Joey Bosa, and left tackle Rashawn Slater replaced on IR Wednesday. Bosa suffered a groin tear in the first quarter of Sunday's 38-10 loss to the Jaguars. Uh, da, da, da. But it's... Okay, that's Derwin James talking. Bosa's a four-time Pro Bowler will undergo surgery, but Coach Brandon Staley said it's anticipated he'll return this season. Again, no timetable. I hate when these I hate when these teams don't give you a timetable because it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna put them on IR. But we don't know how bad of a tear it actually is. But 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 we don't actually know when he'll be back. We're gonna put him on IR. We'll we'll put that out there no problem. But we don't actually know when he'll be back. Which is BS. You probably do somewhere. But it, it's just silly. Anyway. Uh, let's see. And the, just a funny news story before I get out of here. Because I'm not going to do that injury roundup story. I'll do that. Uh, I'll do that for tomorrow's episode. But this is a funny story for me. According to Forbes, L.A. Clippers owner Steve Ballmer is the richest owner in pro sports. Uh, the Clippers finished ninth in the West last season and ended their season by losing twice in the NBA play-in tournament. But their owners staying on top for the eighth consecutive year. Steve Ballmer is ranked as the richest owner in professional sports, according to Forbes. Ballmer was the CEO of Microsoft from 2000 to 2014. Has a net worth estimated at $83 billion. Wonderful! You think with all that money, Steve Ballmer would figure out how to, oh, I don't know, fund a team that would actually be better than finishing 8th in the West and losing both games in the play-in tournament? Losing to a team like Minnesota, who only won one game in the playoffs? Because trust me, I don't count the play-in tournament as playoff games. I don't. It's just silly to me, but anyway. Uh, let's see. 
estimated 83 billion despite a drop of 13.5 billion due to Microsoft stock valuation. Balmer is also the eighth rank, eighth richest person in the world. Uh, he bought the Clippers in 14 and has been the sport's richest owner ever since. While a basketball owner is on top, the top 10 richest owners list is dominated by NFL owners. Rob Walton, who purchased the Broncos in June for $4.65 billion, is number two on the list. The Walmart Air is worth an estimated $56 billion. So, who knew? Uh, Steve Ballmer is richer than a dude who, everywhere you look in this country, and heck, maybe even the world, there's a Walmart on every corner. So that's kind of funny. Um, I told you this would be a funny story. It's really nothing to do with sports. It's just more of a dude who's worth $83 billion can't really get a team that won't be in the playoffs, be the top six in the West. That's always funny to me, but... Uh, the Broncos are one of the sports franchises we would have considered buying. Uh, buying an NFL... Okay. Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, falls from number two to number six. His move down due to Rocket Mortgage, the company he founded and owns, losing half its stock valuation. Jerry Jones, who has owned the Cowboys since 89 and saw his net worth grow the most this year, is number seven. Jones has a net worth of $16 billion. And his wealth grew 75.8% over the last year. The wealth comes from his continued investment in oil drilling opportunities, real estate, and the Cowboys. The team is valued at $8 billion, according to Forbes, and is the most valuable franchise in the world, according to Forbes. Even with that, again, this is Opinion Wednesday, too. So that's why I stop and give you my just editorialize every once in a while. But even with being the most valued franchise in sports at $8 billion, you still can't win a playoff game. You still haven't been in the NFC title game since 96. And yes, you got Cooper Rush, who's 3-0 as a starter. But <laughs> uh, if you end up play when you guys end up playing Philly, if Philly is still undefeated by that point, um, your team's going to get your butt whipped. But, you know. One more paragraph and then I'm out of here. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Carolina Panthers owner Dave Tepper is number three overall. Robert Perra, owner of the Memphis Grizzlies, is number four. And the Mets owner Steve Cohen is number five. Cohen and Ted Lerner, Ted Lerner sorry, owner of the Washington Nationals, are the only baseball owners in the top 20 of the rankings. Of Forbes's 400 richest people in the world, 50 sports team owners are on the list. Well, duh. Because these, because all 50 of those dudes have the money to buy sports franchises and maintain them. But, <laughs> you know, money talks. Again, I know this has nothing to do with the stuff on the field, but that's how slow of a Wednesday it actually is. But with that said... I'm logging off. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Don't forget, you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to the show on Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick. 
Dreezer, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and SoundCloud as well. You can also listen to it on Podchaser and Podvine and anywhere else you can listen to the podcast. You can also watch this show on Rumble. Just go on rumble.com and search for the username ADGERKE. That is A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Again, that's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. On Rumble, please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe and you'll have all 418, yes, you heard that correctly, 418 episodes of the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also, oh, like, comment, and share. That goes for both both the audio and video platforms of the show. Again, like, comment, and share this show so that way this show can keep climbing up the rankings either on the audio platforms it's on or even on rumble.com. You can follow this show's social media by either following the show's Facebook page, which is hashtag, which is the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can follow this show on Instagram, which is at Austin Spamonte, or, sorry, I got people in the background, but if you're listening on Instagram, <laughs> you can follow, let me redo that read again. Come on, Austin, wake up. Anyway, you can watch this show on Rumble.com. To follow this show on social media, you can either do it by following the show's Facebook page, which is The Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also follow this show on Instagram by following the show's hashtag, which is hashtag The Austin's Audit Podcast. Or you can follow me directly on Instagram at AustinSpamonte. And if you want post-episode interaction, you can follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Gerke. Again, that's at Austin underscore Gerke for post-episode interaction on Twitter. With that said, I'm logging off. Thank you for listening and watching. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.